Hey everybody, welcome to the Geeky Steve D Show. I'm your host, Stephen Diggs Jr. And this is the first episode. Um, got a lot to say, I guess, today. It's going to be a different episode than what you'll see for the most part. But basically today, it is about a new beginning. It is a new year. So first of all, happy new year to everyone out there. And then it is a new beginning for me. This is a new podcast that I will be doing every day during the week. Um, so basically five days a week. And then also maybe sometimes on the weekend if there's anything special events going on or anything like that. Basically, this show will basically kind of be a podcast about any kind of news of uh, video games, music, movies, um, all that kind of stuff. I'll try. I'm going to try to get interviews. I'm going to try to have special events. I'm going to try to do everything I can to make this show wonderful for everyone. Um, I'm also doing this to show that you can do anything. Right now, I'm literally recording this on my iPhone 7. Yeah, I know. I still have an iPhone 7. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm becoming, I'm beginning to be an old geezer out here with this phone, actually. Um, I do need to get a new phone eventually. Um, I'm planning on getting one sometime soon. If anyone out there has a hookup for me to get me a new phone easily, I'll, 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 uh, I'll promote you on the show for sure. Um, right now, I'm literally doing this on my headphones on my phone. I want to show everybody out there that no matter what, you can do what you want. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and that is to sit and make uh, a podcast. I like to talk. I will sit and I will BS with everybody out there about video games or movies or any interesting topics that I have. I, I love wrestling. Um, later today, I'm going to actually talk about uh, the uh, card for the super awesome Wrestle Kingdom 14. It's actually a two-day event this year in Tokyo, Japan. That's, that's a bucket list item right there. That is something that I'm totally going to go to in the next year or two. Um, this year, it'll have Jushin Liger's final match, actually, because um, he'll have two uh, matches, one on each card for each night, and then that's it. He, he's done. He has a storied career. He's the reason why um, I would say in a lot of ways that I got into um, anime as a kid um, because he was like colorful. He's from Japan. I, I started to learn more about uh, the culture through him and also um, Japanese wrestling. Um, I, I love American wrestling, but I love Japanese wrestling as well. That's why I'm talking about New Japan on this show. This is a show that's going to be, it's a free-balling show. I, I, we can talk about all kinds of different topics. Anything if you guys ever wanted to um, talk to me about, you'd send me an email at geekysteved at gmail.com or send me a comment on any of my social media or YouTube or anything. It's always at geekysteved. Um, Everything's always available anywhere at any time, so feel free to contact me. I will definitely get back to you. We'll, you know, maybe we'll, I'll call you out on the show. We'll, we'll have something to talk about. There's, um, I'm up for anything that anyone wants to talk about. You know, there's, there's so many things that I like. There's so many things that I find fascinating. Um, it'd just be great. Um, so basically, yeah, so this is, this is it. This is, I wanted to, to, to begin this. This is, you know, I, I've been putting things off for too long. It's time for me to begin. Um, Recently, I broke my leg about three months ago now, and I've really started to put things in perspective. Um, I couldn't walk for two months. Um, I have some pictures on my social media, and I'll post more, and I'll post it. I'm able to walk now, um, so I'm, I'm still not completely healed. Um, I still have a little bit ways to go. I've, I've had to do a lot of therapy. Uh, shout out to Rehab First back in Cumberland, Maryland for being the, the best place that I've ever been to for rehab. Um, my family's went to there before I've been there. It's, it's been amazing. If it wasn't for them, I don't know if I would have progressed as far as I am. And now I'm able to do exercises at my home and they, they set me up for the future, which is what I wanted. Cause at first it really felt bleak. 
Um, and if anyone's out there asking how I broke my leg, I broke my leg at a concert. Yeah, I was an idiot in a mosh pit. Uh, no joke, I really did break my leg in a mosh pit. Uh, basically, I fractured the top of my, uh, my tibia, right where it meets my kneecap, and it just fractured all little pieces. I had to go to the hospital that night. Uh, I had to go to the emergency room, which was, uh, that was an anti-drug PSA. Don't ever, go, if you have to go to the hospital on a Saturday night, you will find out, don't do drugs, everybody. It's, it's messed up. And uh, I had to get two plates, one on each side of my tibia with about eight screws inside of it. Um, like I said, I couldn't walk for two months. Um, learned a lot about myself, learned, learned a lot about humility. Um, my dad was able to help me out. Thankfully he was, he's retired now. So I was able to, he's able to help me get around, uh, take me to my appointments, everything like that. Um, and now I'm back up w living with my fiance right now, um, in Pittsburgh, which I still can't drive. So I have to have her take me around or Uber, which gets very, very expensive. If anyone out there does a lot of Ubering, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it's, it's interesting to say the least, um, but it's humbling. It makes me realize I got to do what I want to do. Um, time is fleeting and you never know when you are going to have something bad happen to you. And then if you can't, you can't go backwards. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, you miss out on things if you don't take the opportunity. And I feel like I have to take my opportunities where I can. And, uh, as Gary V has always mentioned, Gary Vaynerchuk, that basically we live in a time where we can do pretty much anything. Um, we don't have to worry about um, gatekeepers in, in terms of a lot of stuff that you used to be able to want to do. If you want to make, make music, you can make music on your phone. You can, get a, you can get a cheap computer and make music. It's really easy now. Um, you know, I had friends that you know, used to make music and it, was, it cost them hundreds of dollars just to even get a recording uh, session. And, and you know, now it's, it's a lot different and it's fascinating, you know, and it's the same thing with, I am a writer. I now have self-published books on Amazon, which is the best way to support me is to, you know, help me sell my, you know, if you, if you help me sell my books, I can do more content. I, I want to basically make all of this my living and I would, I want to support everybody and I want everybody to, to, um, feel like they're getting something back. That's why I'm actually doing this show as well. Cause I want, I want to provide insight. I want to provide uh, unique interviews. I want to provide all kinds of things that I think are um, different and fascinating um, about, about movies or video games or any of this kind of stuff. I mean, I've learned a lot um, and I'm trying to work on trying to get, if there's anybody out there, you know, you think I should interview, let me know. Um, I've done some stuff in the past where I've actually been able to interview some people or have get contacts with different people in different like studios or companies. And that's something that I'm trying to work on more now, uh, especially now that the new year and I'm, I'm finally getting really healed up where I'm actually able to have more time to myself and actually able to do things, which is now I'm trying to be productive. And that's basically my goal for 2020 is to be productive, to do what I want to do as a living. I, I want to be a radio host, but not on the radio but I wouldn't want to talk about sports. I want to be the same kind of idea, but I want to talk about, you know, all the geeky crap in the world, all the cool stuff, all the fun stuff, the stuff that everybody talks about now. You know, I want to talk about Baby Yoda memes, right? Because everyone, everyone loves their chicken tendies and chalky milk. I want to be able to talk about anything, you know, like, and in the future, maybe I'll even be able to do um, things like uh, taking calls, um, either live or some kind of recorded messages or something like that. That's something I'm, you know, a lot of this is just, it's trial and error. It's, um, 
trying to see what happens because I don't really know, to be honest. I don't know how everything's going to go, but, you know, hey, everybody's here. We're all along for the ride, and um, I look forward to you guys being there. So with that said, um, I think it's time to kind of go over the card for Wrestle Kingdom 14. So this year, um, it takes place at the Tokyo Dome like it always does in, in uh, Tokyo, Japan. And it's, on the Jan- it's January 4th, which is the, traditionally the date of every Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom show. It's always January 4th, no matter what time of the, uh, what day of the week it is, which is kind of crazy to think about. You'd have to take a Tuesday off, you know, or a Wednesday. This year, it's, it's basically a weekend. But there's a lot of times, you know, it's a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. And I'm on the East Coast in Pittsburgh. So if I wanted to watch it live, I believe it starts at, I think it's 2 or 3 in the morning which there's no way I'm going to be able to watch it live. That's just, that's just crazy. That's, I'd love to. Um, you know, I have so much other stuff going on right now, or I, or I would. But, and it's their five-hour shows-ish probably, so you got those two in a row. It's fourth and then the fifth, and they're both in the Tokyo Dome. So they're going to be crazy. Um, and it kind of has an overarching story, which is going to be cool. Um, for the first time ever, there will actually be a unified champion between their IWGP heavyweight champion and their intercontinental championship so what it is is the first night there's championship matches for both belts um kazuchika okada will fight um kota ibushi for the iwgp heavyweight title um and then the winner of that will face the intercontinental championship um match winner of between jay white and uh, tetsuya naito um both matches i think are are going to be Probably the, I'm going to say top four matches of the weekend are of the of those of the two shows. Um, Okada Ibushi will be insane for Ibushi is just going to go all out, and a lot of people think he might beat Okada, who's the champion. I don't know. If if he wins, then that's going to be interesting. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Ibushi would win that. Um, Okada is the best wrestler going today, and if not top five in the entire world. I like Ibushi. I think he's pretty good. I just I don't think he's Okada level, but maybe this is the way to push him, to make him the, 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 the next star, even though Okada kind of is the, the next star because he's still young. I don't, I don't even think he started. I think he's 29. So I think he's got, he's got five years of being on top. Um, but also Okada's title reign, I believe, is the fourth longest in New Japan ever, which is like it's over a year. So maybe they're thinking it's time for a change. My idea would have been Tetsuya Naito winning that, that belt, uh, I guess it would be January 5th. He would, he would beat Jay White at, um, for the Intercontinental title on the 4th of January and then beating Okada in my head. Um, the next day on the fifth, um, I think that Knight has still got a lot of upswing in terms of um, his marketability, and, and not just in the Japan, but in the U.S. as well. Uh, I know that he's been banged up a lot, and uh, he's had to kind of slow down. So that may play some into it, to be honest. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think uh, he is a. He's got a lot of marketability across the world, and with New Japan and American expansion and so forth, I would I would see that as um, 
uh, a big asset. Uh, not that Ibushi couldn't be a big star across the world, but Nature's just got such a cool character. That is that would it's just awesome. Um, maybe maybe it's just me. Um, I, honestly, I don't think Jay White's going to win. I think the other three all have a chance. I think Okada could have a chance of coming out with all the belts, Naito and Ibushi. Uh, a lot of the Americans that I post online and Facebook and, and, and forums and such really believe that it's going to be Ibushi. Um, and it could be. I mean, it very well could be. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that those, those three matches, the, the two matches on the fourth and then the unification match on the fifth, are going to be the three of the top four, right? Um, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, and then I think that, you know, the, the, the fourth match of the entire weekend is basically going to be um, Hiromu Takahashi's big return match. Um, technically, he has wrestled matches recently in, like, tag matches. But I think that it's in between him and it's going to be him and Will Ospreay on night one. Um, that I think is going to be the big fourth match in, in terms of like what people are really going to be looking for. Um, because it's from what it seems like so far, Takahashi is the old Takahashi. Um, I think that with this being his big return match, uh, this is going to be, it's going to be insane. Um, that's just, that's just putting it lightly to be honest. Um, it's going to be balls to the wall, just, it's going to be like a pinball game between Osprey and Takahashi. And if anyone hasn't watched either one of them, just Google them. You'll, 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 you just go on YouTube, type in either one of their names, and you'll just see a thousand matches with them. Um, anything with Osprey and Ricochet from WWE when he was in New Japan, they're amazing. Takahashi's had matches with those guys, plenty of other guys. Um, that match, I think, could end up being a show stealer. That not, I mean, a lot of people are talking about it because of it being a return, but I think that match is going to end up could being a show stealer, even from the other big matches, because I think that when your career is on the line, in that you you uh, you know that you, you get a second chance on life. Um, and, and, and second chance in your career. Talk about she had a broken neck. He could have died. He could have been paralyzed. Um, look at uh, a lot of these other wrestlers recently. Um, Mitsuharu Masao's uh, unfortunate passing. Um, you've had uh, uh, Tomi Akahanma uh, injury, right? That almost killed him. Um, Yoshiri Takayama has had a lot of issues. And then you have, uh, you know, a lot of the American wrestlers, right? Daniel Bryan, all the concussions and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, go all the way back to Steve Austin and broken neck and uh, Harko Holly and his real bad broken neck that everyone remembers against Brock Lesnar. Um, when it's a return and it's for a return for a big wrestler like that, you never really know how long you're going to be at your best the rest of your career. And you usually have to change your 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 style. Uh, Steve Austin had to change his style when, when Owen Hart dropped him on his head. And he had to become more of a brawler. Thankfully, he got a new lease on life just because of his character and uh, his style of wrestling when he went to be just a brawler, more of a punch-kick guy afterwards. It actually worked out. I think I actually like it more. Um, I think it fit his attitude uh, a lot. And Takahashi, I think, knows that he's probably going to have to change his style, um, which leads to the next guy is Jushin Liger, the last two matches of his. 
and he had to change his style over the years because of being beat up. And he, now his, he never had the serious, serious injury of Takahashi, but the years of just doing the insane, you know, cruiserweight, light heavyweight type matches. And, you know, he was, an, if not the creator, an early pioneer of the shooting star press, landing on his knees constantly. You know, he had to stop doing that years ago. He had to stop doing a lot of that kind of stuff. He had to really slow down his pace. Um, and he had, to, he had to. I mean, you know, he's 52, I believe. And he's got, he's got two tag matches um, this weekend, or coming up. He's got, um, it's him, Tatsumi Fujinami, the Great Sasuke, and Tiger Mask with El Samurai in their corner against uh, Naoki Sano, Shinjiro Otani, Tetsuhito Takaiwa, and uh, Ryusuke Taguchi with Kuniaki Kobayashi in their corner on night one, which is going to be one of those fun like throwback matches where you get to see a lot of old guys that... Yeah, they can't go as good as they can, but you know what? I haven't. I, I can't tell you the last time I watched Fujinami or Great Sasuke wrestle. Um, Otani, I watched wrestle some at WrestleMania weekend. Um, he was on a bunch of shows. Um, I always loved Taguchi. I think Taguchi is highly underrated as the the comedy light heavyweight guy. He used to be a, a, a more of a more traditional light heavyweight guy, and he he had to change his career up because he's getting older as well. Um, but I really like him. Um, I think that match will be fun. It's gonna be one of those. Um, fun uh like uh you know it's coming to an end thing it's like it, it, you're along for the ride and then like two with him is this is the same idea as well basically it's just another type of a tag match um where it's him and uh sano with yoshiaki fujiwara in their corner against ryu lee the former dragon lee and then hiromu takahashi that match will probably be the better of the two in terms of um match quality but um, and it'll ha also be known as the last match of Liger, so it's going to have that going for it as well. Uh, but uh, the the first match will be fun for that like kind of throwback, and also it's a lot of Liger's friends. That's going to be really fun. I think there's going to be a, a really cool just kind of feeling for that match. The second one's going to be more of a traditional just match. It's just he's got a final match. Here's his final match. Um, it's going to be great, and for all we know. Liger may do one or two more final moves that he hasn't done in a long time or try something crazy because he's, you know what? Let's throw a plancha in a couple dives or something. It's the last match. He's done. The next night they have what's called New Year's Dash, which is kind of their um, Raw after WrestleMania. And uh, that's they're having like a retirement ceremony for him that night. That's one of the big events. So to be honest, I think, uh, I think, I think you're going to see two different types of Ligers. You're going to see the the kind of slowed down Liger, he's going to have fun in the ring. He's going to, he's going to, it's going to be competitive, but it's going to be fun. And then you're going to have the competitive Liger in the final match. And since he's in a tag match, he doesn't have to do as much as, you know, a, a singles match, which would be a lot harder for him. Even though it's funny to me, when I think of a, a wrestler's final match, I always would think of a, a tag match or a singles match, um, unless they're a tag team that we're retiring, just because that's, you know, maybe that's the American style in me. Whereas the Japanese style is, uh, you work your way down the card, you end up in tag matches at the end of your career. Look at uh, Tenzan, Satoshi, Kojima. You know, they're in a tag team together. Their prime was 10, 15 years ago, but now their stakes still can wrestle, but they have to do tag team matches on the, on the starts of these cards, which is what they're doing. Um, and then there's still two more really big matches on this card. Um, there is, uh, on night two, it is Chris Jericho, versus um, Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
it's basically a dream match. Um, you have the Tanahashi, who was the, the guy that brought back the resurgence of New Japan. And in some ways, maybe he's the Japanese goat. And then you have the American goat, Chris Jericho. Um, you know, name me another wrestler in the last 30 years that has been in so many different promotions on the top, uh, been the show stealer, and has done as much as him. Um, it's hard, and he's reinvented himself a, a thousand times. Um, Tanahashi even came out recently and said that if he wins, he wants a shot at the AEW title, which, from what the rumor is, is that he just said it. And then Jericho's like, fine, you'll get that title shot if you win. Um, no, everyone's saying, oh, they, Tanahashi just made it up. I'm really starting to wonder if that was a plant on purpose. Now, it could have been a plant from Tanahashi, could have been a plant from Jericho. Um, Jericho is known to kind of do things, hint, hint at things. Even though he didn't do it, it doesn't mean he didn't tell them, hey, let's, let's, let's work a deal out, let's do something. And uh, New Japan hasn't really done a lot with ROH in a long while. Um, honestly, I think it's been like almost a year since I think they've really had any of those like When Worlds Collides uh, matches, uh, or not matches, but uh, shows. With, with them and like ROH. Uh, ROH used to have uh, a match on the, the Wrestle Kingdom uh, show. And the Wrestle Kingdom was only one night. And they still had a match that was from ROH. Um, but yet, we got two nights now. Not a single ROH match. Um, and we get a stardom match. Which is a, another, it's a women's wrestling organization owned by Bushi Road who owns New Japan. And, and now it may not be televised. But still the idea that they will have that. But they won't even have an ROH match. That's pretty significant, I think. Um, I think that uh, that I, New Japan, I think, may end up making a deal with um, with uh, AEW. I, I, you know, I, that's it. It's it's a prediction. This is a 2020 prediction. By the end of the year, ROH and New Japan will have a working relationship. Uh, it's beneficial to both. Uh, totally, um, they could even do a whole uh, pay per view here at AEW, where it could be um, AEW versus New Japan, kind of like WCW did back in the mid-90s, I believe. And, they, and you know, every match on the card was an AE, well, back then it was a WCW versus New Japan guy. And that's kind of like where, uh, that's around the time, maybe a little earlier, when I, when I saw Jushin Liger or uh, Masahiro Chono, um, one of my other favorite wrestlers. Um, so maybe... They could do something like that. And to be honest, everyone would want that pay-per-view. I would want that more than any of the other pay-per-views they do. Not that their other pay-per-views are bad, but that would, you know, you get to see Omega with New Japan again. The Young Bucks would be there. Um, Pentagon. Uh, and then the other guy who's been wrestling in both, John Moxley, who actually is wrestling Lance Archer in a Texas death match at Wrestle Kingdom. I believe it's night one. And that is for the U.S. Championship. So, I think there's a chance that Mox um, wins, you know, and he'll be champion, which would be for the second time because he had to forfeit it the last time because he had the, uh, I think it was a staph infection in his arm or something real bad. Or it was real rough. Like, that's pretty gross. Staph infections, you can't mess around with those. And um, I think that, I think we might see it. I think that there's a good chance that we see uh, Mox win, Jericho lose. That could set up two matches for uh, a New Japan AEW card where, uh, uh, or so some kind of relationship, maybe, you know, because maybe Moxley could defend 
the U.S. Championship in an AEW match, and then Jericho would fight Tanahashi on the main bill of that card. I think that that would be a way to build uh, a code-branded show. And uh, AEW announced their next pay-per-view. That's in February. And they do them every quarter. So let's see. February is usually about three months afterwards. So March, April, May. They could have a May pay-per-view, which New Japan doesn't have any real major shows in May. That's kind of right before the G1. They could have a May pay-per-view, and it would be AEW versus New Japan or something like that. Uh, they can't call it When the Worlds Collide because that WWE's got that name, but they could come up with something. And it would be the main bill would be Tanahashi versus Jericho for the AEW title. And then Mox versus maybe a Japanese wrestler for the U.S. title. Um, and then you could have the IWGP def defended. You could have that against Omega uh, if you wanted. You could have that even against someone that maybe isn't um, ever really been in New Japan, you know. You could even maybe have it against like an MJF or someone like that, someone kind of different. Um, I don't think Cody ever wrestled a, for the IWGP title, so you could do that. Um, so maybe something like that. You, there's, a, there's a cool way you could do this card that I think could work out and would be beneficial to both. And attendance has been a little weaker with AEW recently because it's down across the board for everyone. I think this could be a way for both companies to get a little boost in uh, attendance. And New Japan just lost their TV show on Access, which means they don't have as much exposure to America, so it's going to be harder for them to run shows here, including their American division that they have that's just starting right now. This would be kind of a way to kind of integrate a lot of things, and it, it could work. Um, but back to the actual Wrestle Kingdom cards, we still have a lot more matches on here. I'm not going to hit everything because um, there's, I mean, there's quite a lot, but uh, basically, um, let me tell you, uh, we have, you know, the, the, the traditional eight-man tag matches that's kind of, they're basically the matches to get everybody on the card. Um, Los Ingobernables de Japón will verse my favorite group, Suzuki-Gun, with Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., and El Desperado. Anyone out there who has never watched Minoru Suzuki wrestle needs to watch him wrestle. He's like a 60s, 70s shoot-style wrestler mixed with some martial arts. He was a, he's been in MMA before, and he's just a badass. He just beats the crap out of people. He just looks like he wouldn't take anybody's crap, too. Uh, check out his Instagram page. He's actually pretty, he seems like he's a pretty nice guy. And uh, his group is just like, they're like a Japanese mafia, like the Yakuza type almost. Like they, they you know, nonsense. They beat the crap out of people. They have their own cool style. Um, they have the, some of the best wrestlers in the world was Zack Sabre Jr., probably one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Um, you know, you, then you have, you know, you have some flair like the Tai Chi. I, I, he gets a lot of flack. I actually like Tai Chi. Um, he's like a dramatic, almost like a, like a J-Rock guy, like one of those like flamboyant, like 80s hair metal type characters. He's got the hair. He's got the look. He comes, he sings in the way to the ring. He's got some cool stuff. Um, that's going to be a good match. Um, there's a, I mean, up and down the card. I mean, you know, the, the Bullet Club, which most people don't care about much anymore because most of the main guys are gone. Uh, but Kenta, who is um, Hideo Itami, is, is with Bullet Club now. They're, you know, they're in one of the eight-man tag matches. They're with against Chaos. Uh, you know, the Grillos of Destiny fight um, 
Fit, uh, Fit Finley's son, David, and Juice Robinson for the IWGP tag title. Um, that's pretty much it for night one. Night two is more, is more like uh, eight-man tag type matches and tag matches. And then you got, they have a, a never open weight six-man tag match. It's kind of a gauntlet. It's kind of a way to get everybody on the show. So you're going to see a lot of wrestlers on that second night, um, kind of all in one match. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. will fight Sonata for the uh, British Heavyweight Championship, which is another thing that shows that they don't like to work with New Japan because they're, I, I can't remember which league that is. Uh, I want to say it's, um, I can't remember who which British league that is, but they are uh, Revolution Pro. That's it, Rev Pro, yeah. So that they're, they're still having British Heavyweight Championship matches, but they can't get one single uh, match on there for ROH, which is funny. I mean, PCO is their champion, which would have been crazy to see PCO in a New Japan ring. Um, and anyone who hasn't watched PCO needs to watch PCO. He's like a Frankenstein type gimmick. And the guy's, God, he's got to be 50. He was wrestling when I was a kid. When I was a little tyke eating my graham crackers in front of a TV, that was him. He was there wrestling as a pirate. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he wrestled as, I think, one of the Quebecers, the kind of like Mounties. Um, he, he's been in it forever. Now he's reinvented himself. It would have been kind of fun. And also it would just been, would have been a cool story for him to be able to get to a new Japan ring in his fifties. Uh, you could have wrestled just another ROH guy, you know, it was like a spotlight match. You know, it could have been a 10 minute long match. It didn't need to be anything nuts, but here we are. We're in a, we're in a world where that's still not happening, which just makes me wonder that there is a, there is some conflict. Uh, ROH can't, ROH couldn't sell out a basement right now. Um, it, it literally, I, I, you know, you're talking two, 300 people, no different than any other normal independent show that has a good crowd. Uh, so I don't know. I think another prediction mine might be is ROH might be out of business at the end of the year. Uh, I think they might do studio shows if, if like an NXT type, because I don't know if they can afford to be running all around the country as they do right now. When they barely, they, they like, they came to Pittsburgh recently at stage 80 and they, yeah, it's a couple hundred people maybe. Um, I, I think they might have sold 200 tickets. That's pretty rough. Um, I know they're ran by a billion-dollar company, but there's a point where you just say no. Even if they're making money, we all work for companies, or even if they're making money, if it's not enough money, it doesn't matter. See you later. So uh, that's pretty much it for the entire card. I mean, obviously, the main event of the second night is basically going to be the, the unification match for the, for the titles. Uh, Jericho and Tanahashi are the second match. Uh, so, and anyone not accustomed to New Japan, uh, they, don't, they don't do buffer matches. Uh, it, it basically just kind of works its way up the card. They may have one or two hot matches at the start, um, but not really. Uh, but it basically kind of works its way up the card from least important to most important. So that's why you'll see, and I'm sure people will complain, but Liger's final match is the second match listed on the card right now. So if they continue that way, that means Liger's retirement is the second match in. So, and then you've still got another four hours of matches. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, I don't think that'll change because uh, there's a lot of matches on these cards that are just ridiculous. So it's gonna be a fun time. Anyone who wants it, it you can uh, go to New Japan World uh, and get it. It's 9.99 yen, which is just a play on the WB network. So I think it's I don't know nine dollars, eight something. You know, depending on the conversion rate, you can use PayPal. It 
translates into English on the website. You can use an Amazon Fire TV. They, they do have an app. I wish they had one for like the Roku and all that stuff. You can watch it on a computer, obviously, your phone. I've watched it both ways like that before. Amazon Fire app's not bad. Um, but it, it's going to be worth it. You're getting $10 for $10. Let's say nine. You're getting 10 hours of wrestling in two nights. You're going to get 75 cents an hour of what will probably end up being you'll probably see two to three top two or three of the top 10 matches of the year in two nights. And that's not including you get to see Lager's retirement. Um, there's always some fun stuff like the Moxley match with Archer might just be insane. It's a Texas death match. I mean, it's, it, that could be chaotic. Um, you're going to see that stuff. You also get New Year's dash. Like I said, it's, it's their raw after mania this year. They actually put it in a bigger building. They usually have it, I believe in, uh, uh, Crockin stadium. And, uh, I think this one now is like a 5,000 seat stadium. The other one's saying like a thousand or two. So I think they're expecting a bigger crowd. I think that if there's any kind of surprises, uh, that's when the surprises happen. That's when Minoru Suzuki came back. That's when you have some other people kind of, or like you'll see like who's going to challenge for the title now, because you know, this is going to be a blow off to a lot of feuds. There's, you know, there's a lot of blow off for the, all the tight, all the, the top two title things. Who's going to go for the, are they going to unify the belts officially? Like, is this going to be a permanent thing? This is where New Year's Dash kind of solidifies what New Japan's, what New Japan's going to do for the next, uh, basically told Wrestle Kingdom. It's a lot like WrestleMania, um, but also kind of solidifies the amazing G1 tournament. It, you start to see some of the players slide into roles and where they're going to be and who they might fight and what matches to look out for. And it's a fun show. It's not as long. Um, they all have English commentary, too. So you get Kevin Kelly's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant English commentary. Uh, he was born for New Japan. It's funny. You know, no one, no one really thought anything ever highly of him in WWE. ROH was pretty good. But New Japan, that's him. That, he, he works best in that environment. Maybe, maybe, they don't, maybe they have him have free reign, you know. I can see any American promotion just going, we have to need to do this, need to do that. And the WV, obviously, we know now they're just bonkers. But this, they really, they really know how to, um, how to just let people be themselves, uh, whether it's wrestlers, commentators, anything. And you get a lot of insights. Uh, I, I believe we might see, like, I think it's Chris Charlton might be uh, one of the uh, – Color commentators, he's a uh, British and he knows Japanese, so he can translate things on the fly, which is amazing. Uh, so you get a lot of cool insight on on what they're saying in Japanese and then what what's happening. Uh, it's 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 definitely like a sports with with a lot of um, it's sports mixed with a little like of that old like Howard Cosell like Japanese like screaming attitude that when you know like like a, like a, like a Spanish like a Mexican soccer league when a guy scores a goal if something crazy happens they go crazy. And it has a lot of excitement. And I, I, I mean, I honestly, I couldn't recommend it more. I look forward to this more than WrestleMania because um, I know that the matches will be good. Even if I don't necessarily agree with every outcome, I know the matches are going to be good. Um, I know there's not going to be a lot of, there's no backstage skits. It's just matches. Match ends, you know, the guy got, walked to the back, you know, commentators talk, and then it's like the bell rings, ready for the next match, bring them out. And you get cool entrances. It's just like WrestleMania. You get all without all the stupid fluff. Um, no dumb celebrities, all that stuff. Check it out. It's worth the money. I don't, you know, I don't, 
I don't care if you haven't watched it before. I think you'll still have fun. You don't need to go into it. Uh, hopefully, I explained a little bit of the behind the scenes of maybe, you know, if you were an ROH fan or uh, AEW fan, I think there's something for everyone. I mean, you got AEW guys on it. You got former WWE guys on it. So you, there's, you know, enough for everybody there. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, this, I think this is going to wrap up the first episode of the Geeky Steve D Show. Um, please uh, send your feedback to me. You can send it through social media, through um, YouTube, email. Uh, pretty much everything's at Geeky Steve D. G- email is uh, geekysteved at gmail.com. And everyone out there, take care and see you later.